Welcome to the Walk Boldly with Jesus podcast. I am your host, Katherine Duggan. I created this podcast to inspire you to walk boldly in your Christian faith. Each weekday, I will talk about scripture and how these verses can relate to your everyday life. Spending time each day with the Word of God is a great way to fortify your faith. I'm so glad to have you along on this journey. Let's get started. The title of today's episode is The Accuser. The scripture verse is Revelations chapter 12, verses 10 and 11. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they loved not their lives, even unto death. The accuser of our brothers has been thrown down. I think this is great. Do you know who the accuser is? Has he visited you before? Have you ever heard a voice in your head that was constantly telling you all the things you've done wrong in your life? You know the voice I'm talking about. The one in your head that is the first to point out when you're doing something wrong. The one that says negative things and tries to make you feel bad. That is the accuser. The verse says, they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb. Do you know what that means? Jesus is the lamb. This means the accuser was conquered by Jesus' blood. When Jesus died on the cross, he took our sins with him. Whatever sins this accuser is trying to convince you that you did, you don't have to worry because Jesus already paid the price for them. He paid the ultimate price for our sins. And now all we have to do is repent and turn back to the Lord. Repentance is something that I have talked about before and I believe it's something that will keep coming up. I think there are two main reasons why repentance keeps coming up. First is that when we sin, we fracture the relationship between us and God. And each time we sin, we cause that fracture to get bigger and bigger. If we want to repair the damage we have done to our relationship, all we need to do is turn back to the Lord, tell Him how sorry we are, and He is waiting there with open arms to forgive us. The second reason repentance is so important is because of this verse. It is because if we have sins that we have not repented for, then the accuser is going to come and use those sins as a way to drive an even bigger wedge between us and God. Have you ever noticed that the accuser is always making you feel bad about yourself? He's never saying things like, great job at church today, or you really prayed hard. No, the accuser wants to make you feel bad about yourself. He wants you to feel that you are unworthy of God's love. He wants you to give up on trying to be loved by God. Do you know why he does this? He does this because there is a war going on every day for your soul. I know that not everyone believes in spiritual warfare, but it is alive and well whether we believe in it or not. The enemy wants nothing more than to win your soul for himself. He wants to spend all of eternity torturing you in hell. That may seem harsh, And I'm sorry if this is the first that you're hearing of this. I'm not trying to scare you. I just want to help you be aware. Because when we are aware, we can make a conscious choice on the things that we do. The enemy has so many sneaky tactics. 
He will never come right out and question the facts of God because he knows he can't win that debate. He is much more subtle than that. If you've never read The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis, I would highly suggest it. The book is a series of letters written from a senior level demon to his nephew who is just learning how to be a demon. The nephew is writing to his uncle about the soul he is in charge of turning to the dark side, if you will. The uncle explains the best way to get a soul. He explains some tactics to use and why they are good or bad. It's very eye-opening and thought-provoking. I found an article that lists the tactics of the enemy from this book. I've put a link for it in the episode notes. Well, it's not as much an article as much as it is a list of all the tactics. I think the list is pretty comprehensive. There are 100 tactics on this list. I'm not going to go over all of them, but I do think it's important to point out a few because if we want to change something, the first step is to be aware of it. One of the tactics the enemy uses is to get you focused on the church itself and the people in it instead of on God. Have you ever been sitting in church and you look around and you think about everything except for Jesus? Have you ever gotten distracted looking at someone's outfit or judging someone for talking or even worse for being on their phone at mass? Or maybe you are silently judging how the parent in the pew next to you is dealing with their children. This is the work of the enemy. If he can get you focused on all these unimportant things during mass or the church service, then you won't be listening to what's really important, which is the word of God. Another tactic the enemy has is to get you focused on mutual daily annoyances of relationships. In other words, instead of focusing on how much you love your spouse and how God brought you two together, you focus on all the annoying things your spouse does. Instead of being loving towards your spouse, you may start to feel differently. You are no longer grateful for this loving spouse. You may even start to feel resentful. These are not feelings that God wants us to have. These are the feelings that start to harden our hearts. The third tactic the enemy uses is to make prayer a mood and not an effort of the will. Sometimes we may not pray because we're not in the mood to pray. We tell ourselves, it's okay if we don't pray today. We're just not feeling it. We don't look at prayer as a discipline that we should be doing every day, whether we feel like it or not. Back in the days before Jesus, the Jews used to pray three times a day. It wasn't whenever they felt like it. Daniel prayed three times a day, even when it was decreed a law that you could not pray to the Lord. He was thrown into the lion's den because he refused to stop worshiping the Lord. I wonder if we would change our attitude toward prayer if we thought about how lucky we are that praying to our Lord is still allowed in this country. Some people don't have that right and they risk their lives when they do it. A big tactic these days by the enemy is fear and anxiety for the future. We tend to spend a lot of time worrying about what will happen next. What if our child makes a bad decision and ruins their future? What if our husband gets in a car crash on his way home from work today? What if we lose the baby? What if I lose my job? What if questions come up and then we focus on them and we think about them instead of relying on God in trusting his word when he says he will take care of us and that he will use all things for our good. When we are focused on our fear and anxiety, we are not focused on God. 
Sometimes the enemy can even use our success as a tactic to draw us away from God. You would think that the more successful you were, the more grateful you would be to God for all he's given you. However, the enemy gets in there and uses your success to create an unhealthy attachment to the things of this world. Suddenly, your success is no longer about how blessed you are to be doing so well. Now your focus shifts to all the stuff you're able to afford. Then you start to collect more and more stuff. This can lead to focusing more and more on worldliness and less and less on our Heavenly Father that made this success possible. Do you see how these tactics are not overly obvious? The enemy doesn't come into your life guns blazing and try to blow up all you have. He sneaks in the back door and attacks in small ways. Ways that most of the time we don't even notice because they're so subtle and they happen so gradually. I think reading this book was so great because it opened my eyes to so many ways that our lives and our spirituality are under attack. The scripture verse from the beginning of this episode is good news. Revelations chapter 12 verses 10 and 11. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they loved not their lives, even unto death. If we focus on the scripture and we remember God has already conquered our accuser, then when he tries to pull all of these tactics, we can see them for what they really are. They are an attempt to pull us and our focus away from our Heavenly Father. Once we know this, it is much easier to resist these tactics. Take a minute and think about which tactics have you seen the enemy using in your life. Are you going to continue to let him be the accuser? Are you going to let him take your focus off of our one true God? Dear Heavenly Father, I ask that you bless all those listening to this episode today. Lord, I ask that you open our eyes to any ways that the accuser is affecting our lives. Lord, please shine a light on any tactics the enemy may be using to draw our focus away from you. Lord, we love you and we want to focus on you. And we want to live like you want us to live. And we need your help, Lord. We need you to show us the way. Lord, give us the gift and grace of wisdom so that we can see where the enemy is at work in our life. Lord, we thank you for defeating the accuser and saving us from him. You are so amazing and we're so grateful for all you do for us. We ask all of this in accordance with your will and in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey to walk boldly with Jesus. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with a friend. If you would like to subscribe or leave a review, that would be awesome. I look forward to spending time with you again tomorrow. Have a blessed day. 